Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of ascending cholangitis found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old woman presents to the emergency room for skin discoloration, fevers, and abdominal pain. Her past medical history includes hyperlipidemia, obesity, diabetes, and gallstones. On physical exam, she is febrile, tachycardic, and jaundiced. She is tender to palpation in the right upper quadrant. She is alert and oriented with a normal mental status. Laboratory studies reveal markedly elevated alkaline phosphatase and white blood cell count. A right upper quadrant ultrasound shows intrahepatic biliary dilatation. She is started on broad-spectrum antibiotics and scheduled for an endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography. Let's continue with an introduction to ascending cholangitis. Clinically, it is defined as an ascending infection of the biliary tree in the setting of biliary obstruction or stasis. In terms of epidemiology, this may occur in up to 2% of patients with gallstones, and risk factors include having gallstones, being a female gender, age, and obesity. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is obstruction in the biliary tree, which leads to stasis and bacterial overgrowth in the bile ducts, which are typically sterile. The typical infectious agents are often gram-negative rods, enterococcus, and anaerobes. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include Charcot's triad, which is jaundice, fever, and right upper quadrant abdominal pain, or Raynaud's pentad in severe cases. This includes Charcot's triad, as well as altered mental status and septic shock. In terms of further imaging, one can obtain a right upper quadrant ultrasound, which is the best initial imaging, and specific findings may include gallstones and biliary dilatation. One can also obtain a magnetic resonance cholangiopancreatography, or MRCP. This has a high sensitivity and may guide endoscopic versus surgical interventions. Specific findings may include dilated intrahepatic biliary ducts. In terms of other diagnostic studies, these may demonstrate an increased white blood cell count, an increase in alkaline phosphatase, increase in total and direct bilirubin, and a mild increase in liver enzymes. In terms of the diagnostic criteria, there should be signs of systemic inflammation, such as with fever or increased white blood cell count. There should be cholestasis, such as with jaundice or increased alkaline phosphatase or bilirubin. And imaging findings should include biliary dilatation and visualization of the obstruction. And in terms of the differential, make sure to think about acute cholecystitis with distinguishing factors being that the patient may or may not have an increase in alkaline phosphatase, an increase in bilirubin, and they may or may not be jaundiced. Also remember that patients may develop ascending cholangitis from acute cholecystitis. And in terms of the management approach, remember that ascending cholangitis is acutely managed with antibiotics and ERCP, but patients will eventually undergo cholecystectomy. In terms of the treatment, first-line options include antibiotics. The specific drugs should be broad-spectrum, such as cefazolin or ceftriaxone. Another option is endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography, or ERCP. This is indicated in all patients, and it is the intervention of choice since it can include stone removal, stent placement, or sphincterotomy. Second-line options include percutaneous drainage. This is indicated in cases of failed ERCP, or if one is unable to perform ERCP. And lastly, complications related to ascending cholangitis include hepatic abscesses and portal vein thrombosis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to ascending cholangitis, 
let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 42-year-old female presents to the emergency department with two days of severe abdominal pain and fever. The patient has a history of gallstones, for which she was scheduled to have E. cholecystectomy in two weeks. On physical exam, her abdomen is tender to palpation over the epigastrium without rebound or guarding. The patient is noticeably jaundiced. Laboratory evaluation is notable for a leukocytosis and a total bilirubin of 6.4 mg per deciliter. What is the diagnosis in this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acute cholecystitis Choice 2. Acute pancreatitis Choice 3. Chronic pancreatitis Choice 4. Acute cholangitis Or Choice 5. Primary sclerosing cholangitis The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Acute cholangitis this patient with a known history of gallstones presenting with Charcot's triad of abdominal pain, fever, and jaundice is highly suggestive of acute cholangitis, or AC, an ascending infection of the biliary tree. AC is an infection of the biliary tree typically caused by exogenous obstruction of bile flow leading to biliary stasis, bacterial overgrowth, and extravasation and inflammation. Over time, translocation of bacterial toxins and bacteria into vasculature and lymphatics can lead to sepsis or hepatic abscesses. The most common cause of obstruction is biliary stones, usually in the common bile duct. Other causes of obstruction include biliary strictures, iatrogenic bile duct injury, obstruction from neoplasms, parasitic infections, and Maritzi syndrome. The most common organism isolated from AC is E. coli, though other enterics are frequently isolated. Treatment ranges from antibiotics and supportive care to biliary decompression, depending on the severity at presentation. The study by Abraham et al. discusses the management of gallstone disease. In discussing ascending cholangitis, they cite Charcot's triad as the stereotypical presentation for AC. Additionally, the constellation of Charcot's triad with altered mental status and hypotension is termed Reynolds pentad and requires immediate intervention with IV antibiotics, resuscitation, and biliary decompression with endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography, or ERCP. Elevation of lipase and amylase occurs if obstruction is occurring distal to the pancreatic duct. The study by Mosler discusses the diagnosis and management of AC. Initial diagnosis is based on laboratory data, clinical suspicion, and evidence of biliary obstruction on imaging. Initial imaging with right upper quadrant ultrasound is appropriate to identify concomitant cholelithiasis and possible CBD dilatation. Therapy with antibiotics, resuscitation, and biliary decompression should follow. The mode of decompression typically is attempted through ERCP. Percutaneous transhepatic cholangiotomy, or PTC, and surgical decompression should follow if ERCP fails. Additionally, Endoscopic ultrasound-guided biliary drainage is a possible alternative to PTC for second-line therapy if ERCP is unsuccessful. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acute cholecystitis can present with abdominal pain and fever. However, it rarely presents with cholestatic features such as jaundice or hyperbilirubinemia. Choice 2. Pancreatitis is a severe sequela of gallstones. However, in this patient without an elevated lipase, it is less likely. Choice 3. 
chronic pancreatitis can present with recurrent episodes of abdominal pain and even result in cholestasis if pseudocysts or strictures result in biliary obstruction. This patient does not have risk factors for chronic pancreatitis, making it less likely. Choice 5. Primary sclerosing cholangitis is an autoimmune disease resulting in destruction of the intra- and extrahepatic bile ducts. Primary sclerosing cholangitis should be suspected in individuals with multiple episodes of cholangitis and individuals with other autoimmune disease, particularly ulcerative colitis. Acute cholangitis due to biliary stasis is more likely in this patient. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 40-year-old female visits the emergency department with right upper quadrant pain and fever of two hours duration. She denies alcohol, cigarette, and drug use, and reports no other medical problems. BMI is 30. Her temperature is 38.5 degrees Celsius, or 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Blood pressure is 130 over 80, pulse is 90 beats per minute, and respirations are 18 breaths per minute. Jaundice is present in the sclera and at the base of the tongue. The abdomen is tender in the right upper quadrant. Liver function tests reveal elevated direct and total bilirubin and alkaline phosphatase of 500. IV ampicillin gentamicin is administered, fluid resuscitation is initiated, and over 24 hours, the patient's fever improves. Which of the following is the next best step in management of this patient? And the answer choices are, choice one, elective laparoscopic cholecystectomy. Choice two, urgent open cholecystectomy. Choice three, endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography. Choice four, administer bile acids. Or choice five, extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy. The best answer to this question is, choice three, endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography. The patient in this clinical vignette is presenting with symptoms for acute cholangitis. The next step in management of this patient is to schedule endoscopic retrograde cholangiopancreatography, or ERCP. This patient is presenting with Charcot's triad for acute cholangitis, that is fever, right upper quadrant pain, and jaundice. Her elevated bilirubin and alkaline phosphatase levels also suggest extrahepatic obstruction. Administration of antibiotics and fluid resuscitation will improve clinical symptoms in up to 80% of patients, at which point ERCP may be scheduled to remove the patient's obstruction. ERCP has a lower morbidity rate than surgical drainage. If antibiotics and fluid resuscitation fail, emergent ERCP for biliary decompression is necessary. The publication by Abraham et al. reviews gallstones stating that the incidence increases with age and most are asymptomatic. When symptoms present, the most common is biliary colic, which is due to the gallstone blocking the cystic duct. Pain presents in the epigastrium or right upper quadrant and will typically last between 1 to 5 hours before subsiding. Management of acute biliary colic consists of NSAIDs or narcotics. The study by Buyakasik et al. analyzes the diagnostic, therapeutic, and complication rates of ERCP in patients who do not respond to medical treatment in the setting of acute purulent cholangitis. They found the success rate to be 94% which is consistent with other studies, and a complication rate of 1.38%, with a mortality rate of 0.21%. The patients experienced significant relief of symptoms following the ERCP. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 1 and 2. Cholecystectomy is indicated for acute or chronic cholecystitis rather than acute cholangitis. Eliminating the risk of systemic infection in this patient 
and relieving biliary obstruction are more immediate priorities than gallbladder removal. Cholecystectomy may be scheduled at a later date to prevent recurrence. Choices 4 and 5. Bile acids and extracorporeal shockwave lithotripsy are therapies for gallstones and are not indicated in this patient. That's all for this review about ascending cholangitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.